Welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shout outs, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Well, welcome back to Fracture Line. This week, we're going to be joined by Dr. Mark Crisco, Dr. Andy Captain Ron Dobin, Dr. Tom White, Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Dr. Zach, Never Gonna Tell a Lie and Hurt You, Bauman, Dr. Hussein Ladani, and Dr. Adam Kay. Now, Dr. Ladani, please start out and tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, what you're about. Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. I've uh, listened to a few episodes before, but it's exciting to be uh, on it and be able to share our work. So my name is Hussein Ladani. I did a residency in Cleveland with Christopher Tao and uh, Vanessa Hovey, who we all know very well. And then uh, I went to Colorado, uh, where I worked with uh, Frederick Parachi and the entire team there. I was there for two years of fellowship, graduated last year, and currently um, between fellowship and starting academic job, hopefully soon at Loma Linda, which I'm super excited about because it's also a CVIS collaborative center. So looking forward to being part of that group over there and contributing uh, not just to the group there and uh, um, also contributing to CVIS and the society in general. Yes, our dear friend, Dr. Kashik Mukherjee and, and his fabulous wife, Natalie, both work over there. That's fantastic. Uh, first of all, Dr. Ladani, I just want to say congratulations for making it through two years of absolute hell with Fred Karachi. <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> Proud of you. You did it. Yeah, the scars are all hidden. Yeah, I still have trouble sleeping yeah. at night uh, because he just keep hearing his voice <laughs> in my head. We all have that Singing problem. Singing Lady Gaga songs, just to be clear. <laughs> It's not yeah, there's a, there's a playlist for every occasion. I thought I was going insane, but now I know that it's not just me. <laughs> Gabba Penton helps with that, let me just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, we're excited for you and, and excited that you just continue moving through these fabulous CWIS centers. That's wonderful. Well-trained. Thank you. Tell us a little bit more about your background. How did you end up in Cleveland? I ended up in Cleveland because I was uh, going through uh, medical school and finishing that. I knew I wanted to be a surgeon and going through the whole application process, I came across a program in Cleveland that I felt that was it was an all-star program, but nobody, not a lot of people uh, knew about it. But I loved the group over there. Uh, thankfully, I matched there and I was able to work with some amazing trauma surgeons and uh, mentors that I'll have for the rest of my life. That's awesome. You just came out with a pretty cool research paper, huh? You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure, I'd love to. Um, this was presented by our group at the 2022 uh, CFS Summit in Park City, Utah, and we were finally able to get it uh, over the finish line and get it published. So super excited to share about our work. We asked a simple question. We all know, and uh, the group in Denver has published about the benefits of early rib fixation, which uh, we have always tried during my fellowship to do within the first 24 to 48 hours, if possible. But that's not the reality for uh, all of our patients. We often have patients as uh, trauma surgeons or specialists who care for trauma patients, uh, patients who have their you know uh, rib fractures that need uh, fixation. They also have pelvis that's broken, spine that's broken. They need four or five multiple operations for definitive uh, treatment. 
so what to do about those patients? How do we look at rib fixation among other operations that the patients need and how do we try to prioritize? Now, we chose to uh, look at patients who, we chose patients who would at most need two operations. First, uh, rib fixation, obviously. The second, um, we chose patients who needed uh, non-urgent fixation of the pelvis. Why did we choose that? Well, two reasons. One, because uh, when we looked at uh, our patients in our database, a priori, we saw that patients, uh, most often the second operation they needed was uh, something to do with the pelvis. And the other one, um, the other reason why we chose pelvis fractures is because people have always thought of those fractures as a, a relative contraindication to rib fixation with worries about potential displacement, hemodynamic instability of the patient during uh, their uh, thoracic uh, procedures. So we chose to look at those patients and compare patients who only required rib fixation to those who required ribs and pelvis fixation. Now, we excluded patients who obviously were very unstable and required ex external fixation for hemorrhage control and instability. Those patients were excluded, which we only had one in our group of patients. When we compared those two groups, we looked at their injury characteristics, their operative characteristics, their uh, early outcomes, which we categorized as the early um, uh, outcomes from the SSRF procedure and the early outcomes from the pelvic fractures. And we did not find a difference between the two groups. In both groups, patients were able to undergo their uh, rib fixation very early. And in most cases, eight out of 11 patients, which we had in our ribs and pelvis group, the eight out of 11 patients were able to undergo their rib fixation prior to pelvis fixation. Um, and we saw that when we explored those patients further, we saw that they were able to position in whatever position that we would normally place them uh, for their ribs. And uh, they did not have any complications, at least early complications from either of those procedures. Now, I just have a question about that. So was your blood was your blood loss yeah. 200 cc's like every other ortho case when Dr. Parachi did it? Or was it a true bloodless surgery because Dr. Parachi was doing it? Because I couldn't figure that out from the paper. It seemed like they did about the same as the pelvis. And we all know how most orthopedists, sorry, Peter Cole, but how they bleed people during pelvises. Yeah. And I was shocked that you did about the same with your rib fixation. Yeah, so I will have to defer that uh, question to Dr. Parachi himself. Uh, if I remember correctly, the database that I used for this study did not have that variable. It would be something very simple to go back and look at, but I can't speak for what the blood loss was. Certainly a limitation of this retrospective study we have. Can I ask you, so I think I think there's a consensus that uh, those two operations can be safely combined in the same, at the same anesthetic and probably should be as early as possible, but... Do you have a do you have a feeling based on your experience which operation should be done first? Uh, I think uh, let me let me take the first part of your question. We that's absolutely right. We do have um, when we looked at our eleven patients, eight out of eleven went went through rib fixation prior to pelvis surgery. Two of them had both of them done under same anesthesia uh, incident, and one patient had their pelvis first prior to their ribs uh, first. So that is I think where we're headed. The two patients that I 
I spoke about were actually later on in our um, experience. So perhaps that's where um, we should be heading in the future. The second question is uh, is actually more complicated because it takes into account the availability of orthopedic surgeons, their interest in their um, in, in in doing the procedure. We know that there's a window. Orthopedic literature has said, said that 36 hours is when they should be fixated ideally, but that is something that we cannot control. We should have an interdisciplinary com- uh, you know, conversation and communi- frequent communication with, between all these teams to make sure that everyone, all the patients get as early as possible, definitive repair, and if possible, all of them done under one OR. So um, I was teasing before, I and mean, this is a great study. You know, the one downside to it is, and it's very clear in your discussion, is that it's a small series. However, I would make an argument that there's a lot of these patients out there. And as a collaborative center study or as a central repository where we could share this data, I think we could very much answer this. Thank you, Tom. (laughs) We could very much answer this as a group study very quickly and with, with much better power. Absolutely. I think that's a very important thing we can do as a CVIS society to collaborate our data, especially on these patients that are, we know are very few out there, but they are there. And there are patients who don't only need two procedures, they need three, four, there are other things that they need at the same time. So I think we should uh, collaborate all of our uh, data from other our centers and, and look at this in more detail and hopefully have more power to be able to answer more questions. Perhaps it doesn't matter whether you fix the pelvis and, and then roll them up on their side to do the chest or vice versa, but, but maybe it does matter. And we, it's a question I think we, we have the capability of answering, as our fearless leader has uh, told us about. So I, I, think, I think it's a valid area of inquiry. You know, we meet quarterly with the CWIS Collaborator Centers. We'll be meeting again um, at the summit the night before the summit starts. I think this is a perfect opportunity for this research project to be suggested if you're there, you can bring it directly, or you can suggest that the Dr. Mukherjee bring it, and uh, your center can lead out on in this way. So, great opportunity, and now everyone will have heard it. So there will be a social pressure for it to happen. Nothing like a little peer pressure. I will hopefully be there this year. If not, Dr. Mukherjee will uh, uh, will fly the flag from Loma Linda. That's exactly what I like to hear. Perfect. I don't think that anyone heard Zach, but congratulations on being voluntold. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's always. It's pretty much how Welcome we roll. Yep, small, yeah, smaller organization. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much how Dr. K ended up in the president role when we were like, hey, guess what? <laughs> Need you to do this. Yeah, the part of the story that you don't understand is that the secondary vision and mission statement is you will do as you are told because no good deed goes unpunished. That's right, <laughs> That's right at the bottom of the webpage for CWIS. Yep. It's written on the wall in my office. You just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so what is your favorite place to get ribs in Denver? Oh, wow. You mean patients or actual no, ribs to actual eat? <laughs> tasty, bon appetit ribs. Actually, I don't. I don't remember a good spot. I, I, would, I would have to, again, defer our good friend Fred Paracci on that. He takes a 10-hour drive to Kansas City and gets the right ribs. <laughs> yes, he heads east. <laughs> We should change the this episode from dishing in Denver to picking on Parachi. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm down with that. on my part for sure. Now, Dr. Ladani, if I'm remembering correctly, I think this was the presentation that you won best presentation for in 
Park City. Is that correct? Or was this a different one? That is correct. I remember you winning This the is award. the same one. Right? Congratulations yeah. again. That's very exciting. Thank you. How cool to see it come full circle from presenting, winning the award, and, and now being back on Fracture Line to, to present it again or to discuss it with us again. That That's pretty full circle. For those that are preparing yeah. their presentations right now for the 2024 CWIS Summit, this could be you. In a couple of years. <laughs> and he even won despite the fact that he worked with Parachi, which is a miracle. Right? Usually what you don't know is yes. when we vote for those, you get a minus 10 points for being mentored by a past president. <laughs> oh, yeah. It has to be done. He, he won well, I, I, I do have to mention here that uh, thank you for the recognition, but this is there's a lot of people who worked behind the scenes on this, and I do want to give extend the credit to everyone on the paper. I will say you have a lot of superstars uh, as co-authors on that paper. That that's pretty impressive. We we have a lot of a lot of great CWIS members as co co-authors. It's fantastic. I gotta say I'm impressed how you accepted that accolade there. That's how you do it. Yeah, these professional athletes they need to learn. That was really classy. <laughs> Zach is taking notes, by the way. He's saying, you don't feel like, you know, Humility. that's maybe not how Deion Sanders would have done it if, like, CU would have won something. I don't know. Maybe not the Colorado Ooh. way. Yeah. I... Why you got to savage CU, Saran? Come on now. Deion Sanders maybe didn't do a lot for the, for the you know, publicity of the state. So I, I'm going to have to run, but um, okay, I just want to ask you a quick question. We do this thing on Fracture Line, mm -hmm. we call it Rosebud Thorn, where we talk about the things that we are most excited for, the things that we're most appreciative for, and the things that we are the most fearful of or not looking forward to. So can you tell us that about your, you know, being done, completing? So we know that the thing you're most thankful for is being done with Dr. Parachi, but what are the other things about starting a new position and stuff like that that you're looking forward to? Because I think it's, um, you know, it's been so long since Tom started a new position that he's just not going to remember. And uh, Mark, Mark basically never left his position. He went with Tom for a year, but basically never left. Same thing for me. I've just been, I'm just like, institutionalized now. So just curious about what it's like to be a young, excited surgeon. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so most excited for actually joining the academic circles, being being at meetings, collaborating with other centers and other experts, and just be able to be part of that. I think that's super exciting for me. Uh, the most appreciative of, I will say, my training in Cleveland and Denver, all my uh, mentors, uh, if they're listening, you know who you are. Uh, super appreciate all your, uh, everything you've done for me and will continue to do for me my entire career. And I will say we have, we have picked on Dr. Parachi a lot, but I, uh, if he's listening, when he will be listening this, um, I still have the the extra piece of the rib plates you you like to give your fellows at the end of graduation, and still in my kitchen. I think about it, I look at it, and appreciate all the all the teachings and all the um, all the lessons I've learned throughout my training. So thank you for that. Uh, fearful for getting stuck in a mindset where uh, hopefully I, I never think look at myself and think to myself, hey, I know everything or I've achieved something. I think there's so much more to learn, so much more to um, to research and collaborate and so much, so many more areas in which we can uh, make care better for our patients. So hopefully I'm never stuck in that mindset that I know everything and I've achieved everything. That's cool. We actually do like, we actually do like Fred a little bit. 
So I actually had a patient that uh, made a Christmas, she had clavicle and rib fractures and she had her hardware taken out. And then she made, she fell skiing and she made a Christmas ornament into a skier out of the hardware. It was so cool. Um, That's awesome. That is fantastic. Well, Captain Ron, you're going to leave. Yeah, guys. Yeah, guys. But sorry, guys. Good seeing you. Dr. Ladani, thank you so much for joining us. Sarah Ann, I think we can move on to the updates. Do you have any updates for the society? I sure do. Um, so we have on February 7th, um, we have one of our members from, uh, or one of our our um, colleagues from University of Arizona who will be presenting a paper they recently published um, and we're super excited about that, doing journal club. So February 7th at 3 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. You'll have to figure out or what that falls into within your various time zones. Um, but it should be terrific. When you register, you'll get the, the article will come up. But it's a, it has to do with geriatric rib fixation. And super excited to have this opportunity available to work with our colleagues from Arizona. So please uh, go ahead and get registered there. Otherwise, we just had a terrific case review yesterday. Even though Dr. Crisco was one of the presenters, it still actually was very interesting. My brain spaced out on inviting our case review leads, and so they will come on next week and give us a brief rundown of what happened in the cases. So they'll give you the, the lowdown next time. But if you missed it, you really missed it because it was really good. And it is published to the website now, so you can go check it out. Those are our quick updates. Oh, and we're 76 days to summit. So if you haven't registered yet, I would say hurry and get on it. If you have not booked your hotel room yet, the hotel block is more than half sold out. I received the, the notification yesterday, or no, Monday. And um, we have sold more than half of the rooms already booked. So book if you haven't booked yet. And um, if you are part of a CUS Collaborative Center, you should have received your invitation. If you did not, let me know. And I'll make sure that you get it so that you can attend the pre-meeting for the CWIS Collaborative Centers, which is Wednesday evening. And then of course the summit is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Plan to stay Saturday night. It's going to be an amazing gala and you're gonna love it. So book your travel. Come to Is it us. a formal gala? Dude, what are we, what's, the, what's the dress code on We're Saturday having night? a garden gala, just in case you were wondering. Yes. Oh, I have to wear flowers? Yeah. You can wear anything you want. Flowers, vegetables, whatever you want. As long as it's organic. Anything you'd like. It's going to be great. Ooh. It's going to be fabulous. This can get interesting. Don't tell Zach to wear flowers. Oh, boy. He's going to show up in a thong with a flower oh in the front. Oh, boy. <laughs> Coconut bra with a... Uh... Coconut bra and a thong with a flower in the front. That's going to be... <laughs> this just took quite a turn. I'd pay money for yeah, that. Yeah, should have known this was going to go from... Really charming to really creepy really fast. So that happened. Man, you all are fun. I should be here more often. Right. Yeah, you're welcome anytime. Indeed. <laughs> he's too, I think he's a little too classy for us, but I, you're definitely welcome anytime. Indubitably. We should do an episode about dress codes. I mean, every year people really want to know what we to wear. We 100% need to do an episode about dress codes because I get so many phone calls and emails about what's the dress code of the summit. Okay. It is a big deal yeah. to some people. Let's do that next week. We'll talk about it. Okay. Summit etiquette. Correct. What to wear to the beer bar. Yep. Next week episode is definitely going to be the dress code episode. Okay. Not a leopard, but a banana. Double stamped it. That's it. 
we could talk about what we think everyone will wear at that. I mean, I kind of know what T Dub's gonna wear. I got an idea <laughs> of what Sarah Ann's gonna wear. But the shoes, I mean, the shoes can. Yeah, there we go. You never know how this is gonna go down. Too much tequila and gabapentin right now, everyone. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> we should have. Uh, can we have like a red carpet of the of the summit and like actually do an sure. interview? podcast standpoint that'd be oh fun. that'd be cool that'd be so cool <laughs> that yeah. would be fun <laughs> i really do think fracture line though should have a, a presence at the meeting and we should be generating episodes from that that'd be great all right let's move on to the final stitch everybody who's got something on their mind zach you want to go first yeah. you got something on your mind? I got, yeah so i just want to say i don't know if you guys know this but today happens to be National Irish Coffee Day. And I can see Tom has already been hitting it hard today. So everyone enjoy some coffee filled with some alcoholic substances. Sounds delightful. <laughs> it's not that simple, Zach. It's a very precise, I mean, there's a recipe for Irish coffee and it has to be done perfectly. Yeah. Give us yours, Tom. What is yours? It's coffee, strong black coffee, not decaffeinated. It's two sugar cubes. Mix those together. A jigger, which is an ounce and a half of whiskey, and it has to be Irish whiskey, blended. You can use Jameson, but the classic recipe is Tullamora Dew. And then you top that with about a quarter inch of whipped cream on the top. Not, not the foamy, ready whip stuff, but just heavy whipped cream that's a little bit frothy. That's the perfect Irish coffee. That sounds delicious. It, it sounds is. delightful. Can I ask... What is the premier best time for that drink? Anytime between about 8 a.m. and about midnight would be just is perfect. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Any of your waking hours is pretty much, yeah. Sure. Solid. Solid. On the next one of these podcasts, I'm going to make one. I'm, I'll make yeah. them. And I, you'll, we'll, just, I'll just, we'll just go through the whole thing. I'll show you how to do it. Virtually drink them. I love them. There you go. Well, uh, sounds like something we should have at the summit this year. Oh, excellent. We could point. do Irish coffees. Excellent point. Guys, I got to run. I'm being summoned right now, but great talking to you. Go, go, so go, go. Okay, don't lie and hurt us. I have a final stitch. Go for it. Many of our members contributed generously to our recent funding the future of fractures. Funding the future and fractures. The design was to use that money to help underwrite the costs of travel and accommodations for some of our CWIS faithful and specifically residents and fellows who don't necessarily have sufficient funding. But we, we had an opportunity to use it this week for one of our Hungarian colleagues. And it's amazing. A Hungarian surgeon, a busy Hungarian surgeon makes less than, than my UPS driver. And, um, you know, to travel across the world to engage in something like the summit is is nearly impossible for surgeons like that and it was really gratifying to be able to help him with his expenses and i just think it's it's through the generosity of our members that, that makes that possible and i just i just have it gives, just gives me a really good feeling about about us and our colleagues so that's my uh, final stitch that's fantastic yeah i totally agree Thanks. gave me goosebumps very cool they do what they do for little dollars. It's actually not dollars, Sarah. What is the name of that currency that they use there? It's. Uh, I don't know exactly how you say it, but I think it's forenti. I'm not. I've only seen it. It's not euros. They don't use euros in Hungary. No, it's not euros because I was working on the wire transfer with the accountant yesterday, and um, I, yeah, it was something like a hundred U.S. dollars was like thirty-three thousand forenti or something. Like it, the currency or the the exchange rate's a little. A little um, impressive, but uh, yeah, it 
So I was learning a lot about Hungarian currency yesterday, but it was it was a pretty humbling and awesome awesome opportunity. We met Dr. Sutori last year in Amsterdam, and uh, he was so excited to engage with our group, and he's he's looking forward to the summit. So, and uh, I just I'm. I just want everybody to welcome him and make him feel like he's part of the team. He's very, he's got a podium presentation to give, and this is going to be great. Fantastic. Dr. Ladani, do you have a final stitch? I just want to thank Siva's Fracture Line once again to having us, having me here and showcase our work that I did as a fellow in Denver. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully we can take this idea further in the, uh, during the next meeting and uh, generate some more studies uh, looking at this topic. That is an excellent final stitch. Mine, a little less inspirational, you know, but, but, you know, really, I guess, depends on who you are. I think I've mentioned before on this podcast, I tend to be um, a little bit of a politics girl. And tis the season for organizations to be um, endorsing candidates. And I just wanted to put out there that I think as an organization that we should be endorsing a candidate. And with that... You know, Taylor Swift, if you choose to run for president this year, I can say wholeheartedly, CWIS is behind you. I will, you know, stake my claim. We will stand with your presidency. So you just let us know, girl. We're, we're right there with you. No bad blood. Let the haters hate. Exactly. T-Swift, we're with you. CWIS and you. 2024. I got to say, I was a little concerned about where you were going right. with that Ooh. stitch. Uh, but I... <laughs> It just gave me a little... But you just... Exactly. Ask yourself. New Hampshire. I don't know what you were going to talk if about. she put her name in, right? For any primary, who would win? T-Swift, hands down. He gave me a little palpitation right? there. Six billion dollars later in concert sales. I think we can all agree. T-Swift for president. Yeah. Oh, uh, the hypotheticals go on and on. I know. Anyways, my final stitch is I'm going to Japan in four days. They got six inches of snow uh, this last week. In one week, they got 68 inches. Holy buckets. And I think we Pretty stoked about... No, no. It just dumps and dumps and dumps and dumps. So I'm just uh, so excited. And I will try and join you from Japan in the middle of the night for the next two weeks. But I'm going to be out for a little bit. Okay. Stay safe. We'll miss your face, but keep us updated and eat really good food. Oh, man. So jealous. That's like the best part. Watch out for Godzilla. He lives over there somewhere in the... Be careful. Very good point. See you guys. Hey, Hassan. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having we'll me. We'll look forward to seeing you in April. Thank you. Bye.